this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast i'm anand krishnan your host for today India and China finally reached an agreement to disengage from Pangong Lake, which has been at the heart of the recent tensions along the line of actual control. Speaking in Parliament on Thursday, February 11th, Defence Minister Rajnath Singh said both sides will cease their forward deployments both on the north and south banks of the lake in a phased, coordinated, and verified manner, and return to their permanent bases. On Wednesday, February 10th. China's People's Liberation Army similarly announced an agreement to start synchronized and organized disengagement. What do these announcements mean? Is this the beginning of the end of tensions on the LAC and where do both sides go from here? Helping us make sense of these questions today, I'm joined by Dinakar Peri, who is the Hindu's defense correspondent in Delhi, and Vijayata Singh, who covers national security issues for the Hindu in Delhi. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, Dinakar, if I can come to you first, there was quite a detailed statement today in Parliament by Defence Minister Rajnath Singh. Uh, can you share with us some mm. of the main takeaways as far as the plan for disengagement uh, in the Pangong Lake area to begin with? Uh, so uh, the disengagement plan, as uh, you know, the minister said in the Parliament today, which is in fact already underway, and some amount of pullback has already happened since yesterday. Right. So is that uh, is currently it's focused on the north and south bank of Pengongso. The, the later friction points will be taken up in the later phases, you know, subsequently. Right. And at Pengongso, the the agreement is that on the north side, China will Chinese troops will move back to east of Finger Eight, right. while Indian troops will move back to Finger Three, where Indian Army has a permanent base. Hmm. Dancing Sapa Post, where from where they would uh, they were you know always carrying up petrols and moving back. So right. for now, that will be, that will remain a no patrolling point, patrolling zone between finger three and finger eight on both sides, and the, the further resuming patrols will remain, you know, uh, on the diplomatic and political negotiations at a later date. But for right. now, there will be no patrolling as of you know as yet. And so on the south side, you know, say, uh, which right. So is it yeah. fair to say, Dinakar, that both are returning to their bases essentially? So, what was this contested area between finger four and finger eight is now going to be a no man's land? Is that fair to say that, to put it simply? Yes, absolutely. For some time, as and when, uh, you know, as up, up to when patrols resume, yes, it's going to be a kind of a buffer zone with no patrols by either side. And that said, in fact, one uh, important point which uh, Defence Minister Rajnath Singh made in the Parliament is that. You no, know, he said uh, the all the structures that had been built by both sides since April 2020 right. in both the north and the south banks will be removed and the landforms will be restored. So that's that's a very very uh, important aspect because there's been a huge build up from finger eight to finger four by Chinese troops in the last you know nine over nine in the period of over nine months. Hmm. Now it it essentially means all that will be removed and similarly for the Indian side. The takeaway is that on the south bank of Pengongso, hmm. where Indian Army, you know, took uh, some local tactical actions in in the end of August, and occupied several unoccupied peaks, you know, which right. 
were there lying vacant and which in fact actually gave a tactical advantage for india to mm. oversee chinese movements in sangur gap ahead mm. which was um, uh, no a significant matter of concern for the chinese and essentially gave a bargaining chip for india in the negotiations so that also will have be vacated now so essentially right. indian troops will have to move back from those peaks and uh, there's a huge deployment of tanks and armor and you know armored elements mechanized columns in that in the, on the south bank Hmm. They already started moving back, and as officials said, you know, this it has been worked out in the agreement how much distance they'll move back, right? And that's being verified by both sides, hmm. and it's already underway as we speak. Great, uh, Vijayta, if I can get you in, uh, you had an interesting report uh, in Thursday's newspaper where you mentioned that uh, both sides have agreed to return to the pre-April 2020 status quo. Uh, you also mentioned that just what as dinakar said actually you broke the story uh, a day before it was official and you mentioned that uh, china would vacate the finger area on the north bank and india would as dinakar just said vacate the peaks that it occupied in the kailash range south of the lake so as you see it uh, vijayta is it fair to say that both are compromising to a certain extent and giving up some of the advantages that they've gained recently Uh, yes, Anand. Uh, to put it simply, yes, uh, both sides have compromised. But let's not forget that uh, the area from finger four to eight, India used to patrol till eight. Right. That is being converted into a buffer zone. Right. And though the defence minister said in Rajya Sabha and he repeated himself in Lok Sabha hmm. that this is going to be a temporary arrangement, hmm. and uh, it, it is to be seen uh, how this is this pans out in the future, because there are. Uh, other pockets also where uh, india and china are engaged uh, in a face off since april 20 and uh, there are uh, these areas uh, no agreement has been reached for these areas these are gogra hot springs galwan where 20 people uh, 20 uh, indian army soldiers were killed hmm. in june 2020 and uh, there is another uh, problem area uh, called depsang and demchok sector Right. Where uh, lo- locals say that uh, la- uh, the grazers, the local uh, uh, grazing community, they cannot go there, and even the Indian uh, army cannot patrol there. Hmm. So these are the issues that have been left uh, unsolved, and it is to be seen uh, how uh, the government convinces the Chinese to uh, step back from these uh, positions uh, because it's traditionally considered to be uh, Indian uh, territory and. Uh, Uh, the troops were uh, patrolling these areas uh, t- t- up till uh, till uh, last year uh, so uh, that is uh, that that remains to be seen how uh, this pans out so it's interesting vijayta that it seems that uh, it's quite similar to what they agreed to in galwan valley where again uh, they have created a buffer zone where neither is patrolling so is it fair to say that uh, to put it very simply for our listeners this buffer zone means that neither india nor china will be present in those areas but of course from india's point of view it means that indian troops were patrolling in some areas up until last year they are no longer present there so is it in your opinion is it both sides being disadvantaged or do you think india is disadvantaged more by the creation of the buffer zones in galwan valley and pangong lake north bank uh i think uh, a step has been taken in the right direction to uh, you know uh, to ease the situation on the ground but if right. you look at the long term uh, aspect of uh, this move hmm. uh, this 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 will lead to if if this leads to uh, 
you know, uh, China fortifying its positions at uh, finger eight and India uh, not able to move beyond finger four. Right. So that is a cause of concern. It, uh, mm. the, uh, the government needs to uh, work around the, these issues uh, because uh, then the LSE will be changed forever. Since right. the LSE is not defined, uh, no, uh, neither uh, like China should not get an upper hand to decide up uh, to where India can patrol. Uh, whereas it is a fact that India was patrolling till uh, uh, finger eight till now. Right. So if India goes back, uh, it uh, it leads to you know uh, uh, hardening of this uh, position by China that uh, and maybe tomorrow China might say that uh, you know you have not patrolled these areas for so many years. So this is out of question and this becomes a permanent uh, uh, no man's land. Right. Dinakar, as Vijayka said, these are actually conceived as temporary arrangements. But from your understanding, once these temporary arrangements have been agreed, it's certainly going to be difficult to, to change them and go back. So what's your sense of how the Indian army is looking at these uh, fixes that we've come up with as of now? See, as of now, the focus is on the disengagement process. I mean, Right. I mean, as we know, it's been tied in so many knots that you know there was no consensus on working out the modalities. Right. But in the past, too, the, the agreement has been held up on these patrolling issues itself. Well, a broader, as we you know had reported in, in November, and even before some amount of understanding, you know, which came about, was on a general disengagement. But again, it was stuck on the patrolling patterns and you know the buffer zones. Right. That's remained, but you know. As you know, Vijita said, this is a right step in the current situation to you know at least break the logjam. Yes. But again, as Vijita also highlighted, it, it should not become a permanent thing. It, it is in, in our interest to keep it to keep this temporary, uh, rather a temporary buffer zone at the minimum. Once you know, the, as as soon as things kind of move back to your normal, it's in our interest to kind of you know work out new arrangements for patrolling. As well as, if required, probably you know, work out new or revise our border agreement because right. our guiding principle for the patrolling is now based on those agreements. Right. So end of the day, we'll have to you know now kind of revise them, tweak them, and you know work them out hmm. a broader mechanism so that you know then you guide by that and you don't see a recurrence of. Again. Yeah, right. So just to yeah, a broad exactly. picture, so Pangong Lake North and South, both sides have somewhat reached an agreement. So over the next two, three weeks, you'll see a complete withdrawal. Uh, already we have a withdrawal of artillery, armaments, tanks. Uh, soon we'll have personal withdrawing as well. But there are other areas, uh, patrolling points 15 and 17A uh, in the Gogra Hot Springs area will be taken up. Uh, we understand 48 hours after disengagement is completed in Pangong Lake. So, Vijayita, what's your sense of what is uh, the situation in Gogra Hot Springs? Uh, is it fair to say that it isn't as volatile as Pangong Lake North and South? And is it something where uh, it's quite possible that now that this hardest nut has been cracked, it shouldn't be that difficult for both sides to step back from these two patrolling points, Vijayita? Yeah, so we must not forget uh, that today's uh, disengagement plan, which, which was uh, shared by the defense minister in Rajya Sabha. This has been reached after nine rounds of negotiation with the, uh, uh, between the military commanders of India and China, right. plus uh, a, a range of uh, diplomatic talks uh, between the two countries. And the talks, uh, all these talks, they had kind of failed last year because China, uh, because India believed that China has not uh, kept, up, kept its word and uh, 
uh, even after the Galwan incident in June 2020, when uh, 20 soldiers were killed, uh, it was decided uh, that a phased withdrawal withdrawal will uh, take place in uh, Gogra Hot Springs and Galwan and other areas. Right. But contrary to what India had, uh, uh, India had agreed with China. Chinese troops did not move back. And this led to a very uh, difficult situation there. So uh, India also uh, uh, India also uh, deployed uh, troops in equal numbers to match the Chinese. And uh, so there is a, a trust deficit. There was a trust deficit all all these months, and uh, with uh, with a lot of uh, uh, after a lot of deliberations and meetings that that. Trust uh, bit has uh, been a little bit. Trust has been restored uh, because uh, what the commanders on the ground are saying that they can see visible reduction of troops, but uh, they are uh, taking this with a pinch of salt hmm. because uh, China in the past has gone back on its promise and right. they have returned uh, with uh, 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 with more number of troops maybe, and hmm. uh, they they felt the pressure only uh, after India. Occupied the uh, 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 not occupied India. Uh, uh, India took an advantageous position in uh, in the in the South Bank of That's Canada. right. Right. No, it's an important point that Vijayta makes that while we look at what this disengagement entails, the clash that happened in Galwan Valley on June fifteenth last year itself happened during a process of de-escalation that went wrong. Obviously, no one wants something like that to happen again. So that's something to keep in mind. Finally, if I can just get both of you to talk about Depsang Plains, which has been an issue that a lot of people have been asking questions about. So far, they haven't really figured in the current talks. Pangong Lake has been discussed. Next, it's going to be Gogra Hot Springs. But so far, it seems that they haven't really discussed the situation in Depsang Plains. Indian government sources have been maintaining all the while that they see the Depsang issue as not tied to the 2020 crisis, that they see this as a long-running problem uh, that predates the current crisis. But I'd like to get you both in on this, uh, starting with you, Dinakar. What exactly is the situation in the Depsang Plains? Uh, so, uh, as you rightly said, uh, the issue with Depsang, you know, China PLA troops blocking Indian Army patrols beyond the Y Junction and, you know, letting us go up to the patrolling points, the four patrolling points there. Uh, that has been happening for a while. I mean, officials keep reiterating that. And so they say it's directly not there, but the general sense. Uh, you know, is that they would like to, because now that there is a broader discussion of entire Eastern Ladakh going on, they would like to bring in Depsang at some stage in the, you know, in the broader uh, negotiations and work out some arrangement there as well. But as of now, there is no firm plan for Depsang, you know, it doesn't really figure as you said. So probably a uh, couple of rounds of dedicated major general level talks, but otherwise there's no, been no you know, specific talk about Depsang or resolved Depsang in the last, you know, 9-10 months. And a final word to you, Vijayta. You've reported, of course, also uh, on the Depsang situation. And your story uh, last year pointed out that, in fact, while we were focusing on other areas on the LAC, it was in Depsang, where the largest amount of territory uh, that India has uh, lost access to is in the Depsang Plains. So what's your sense, Vijayta? Is it is it a problem that's for now brushed to the side because it's too difficult to resolve and as you see it is the Depsang situation going to carry on as it is? 
yes, Anand, and uh, let me point out that it's not only Depsam, but it's charting Minglung Nala Junction in Demchok sector also, uh, where Indian petrols have been stopped. So there were, uh, we, uh, we did a story also last year that there are at least 10 petroling points where India has, uh, where uh, India's access has been blocked by the Chinese troops. And uh, if, 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 uh, if a long-term solution has to be reached, then these areas will have to be factored in uh, uh, a broader uh, consensus that should be reached for the line of actual control. And uh, you cannot, uh, 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 there can be no cherry picking uh, of areas when it comes right. to, uh, you know, India's right to access, uh, 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 right to access these areas. So uh, this has to be factored in, and I'm, I, I uh, while I uh, agree that uh, this was th th this could prove to be a stumbling block in reaching uh, today's consensus, today's disengagement plan, hmm. but uh, this cannot be left uh, this cannot be left uh, untouched, and this has to be uh, you know brought uh, during uh, bilaterals and military commanders talk uh, uh, over and over again, so that this does not become a permanent uh, uh, permanent system. Right. So it seems a disengagement of Pangong Lake, a promising start, a reduction in tensions in one of the most difficult areas in the LAC. But as we've just heard, lots of other areas still remain unresolved. So it does seem to be a long road ahead for India and China. Dinakar Perry and Vijeta Singh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.